But I have so many questions. And the Bible left it out. Well, what about dinosaurs? And where exactly was this Garden of Eden? What about evolution? What's the Bible's answer for that? Oh, and here's a big question. What about cannibals? What does God's Bible say to do about cannibals? And various sorted other questions that mankind is not satisfactorily finding in the Bible. And it's time for another unbuckled, bumpy ride with your guide, the stark-raving lunatic himself. I'm Jim. Let's jump right in again. Welcome to my podcast based on my brand new book, available on Amazon, Live Life Lean, L-E-A-N. It's a year-long guide to gratitude and our daily grind. The book that combines some timeless wisdom from a whole lot of the world's wiser people with the reflections, reactions, and wisecracks of the guide's author, me. And it guides you, the reader, through the simplest system for a happy, healthy, authentic, and genuinely grateful everyday experience. I urge you to get the book. Of course I do. I wrote it. It's either at Amazon or at my website, amperage.com, A-M-M-P-U-R-A-G-E. But even without it, let's make next week better than last, our next year better than the past, and get started now with today's episode of... I'm about to say something that I'll bet you never thought you'd hear coming out of my big mouth. Stop asking so many questions and insisting on the answers. Yeah, stop it. Stop asking so many questions and insisting on the answers. Now, I know this may seem like a convenient 180-degree Fauci flop. Yeah, I went political there. Did you catch it? But the term Fauci flop, you gotta admit, has a little more intense bite sound than flip-flop. So, all right, all right, so ignore the rhetorical rhetoric. Let's get back to the real reason that we're here today. Not flip-flopping. Just because I've always and forever said the only one true human instinct left for us is to ask questions, I know that in my heart to be true and in my head to be true. But there's a difference between the instinctive impulse to ask questions and the immature assistance, the absolute insistence that it has to be answered. See, getting answers to our every question isn't any more instinctive than an animal getting to procreate every time that it has its urge. I think you can get that picture in your head. The urge may be instinctive, but the satisfying of it, on demand, it's not guaranteed in this world, nor should it be expected to be so. Our every instinctive urge getting satisfied? Are you kidding me? Like every creature? Well, that would have overrun and completely undone this planet long ago. So you see, asking is not the issue, but insisting on what you consider to be satisfactory answers, or else you refuse to be at peace and have faith. Now that 
is the issue. Great quote here from a crappy movie. <laughs> the quote is this, it may answer questions that we never even knew to ask. <laughs> it's from a far than less than fantastic flick known as the Fantastic Four, believe it or not. Just about the only thing that Michael B. Jordan ever did that really needs to be undone. It's a boring bit of movie making, but it's a great quote. And here's the problem with that quote. Do we need all questions answered to live satisfactory lives? I mean, some of the happiest people I know are those who are not always asking the whys and the what-ifs in our world. You ever heard the phrase, ignorance is bliss? Ignorance these days, it's tossed around like an insult. But ignorance, at base level, is simply a lack of knowledge. So, not knowing is bliss. But what is bliss? Bliss is defined as supreme happiness, utter joy, or contentment. Interesting side note, one of the historically most or at least more common uses of the term bliss is wedding bliss or wedded bliss. And yet anyone out there who's ever been happily married like myself, like yours truly here, knows that wedded bliss is not without its challenges and road hazards and speed bumps and obstacles. And yet we experience supreme joy, contentment, and happiness. Hmm. I guess bliss can be found where you don't have all the answers, but you still have faith in the process. Now that does sound like the Bible. No guarantees that every question that you want answered will be satisfactorily solved, but that every answer will satisfy what you need to receive. Your needs met. Sounds like bliss to me. I'll say that again. No guarantees that every question you want answered will be satisfactorily solved, but that every answer will satisfy what you need to receive. Your needs met. That does sound like bliss to me. Matter of fact, I've always believed that the state of anxiety is so almost all about the unanswered what-ifs in our lives, our world. And as such, too many unanswered questions can add to our anxiety. And what if the reason that we didn't ask really is because we knew we couldn't handle the answer? Maybe it's an abundance of arrogance to insist on knowing the answers to all things. Maybe that was the problem in the Garden of Eden with that whole tree of knowledge and good and evil. Maybe, just maybe, it's not best that we know the answers to all things as knowing that if you could answer every question, you would not need faith and you would not need God. You see, ah, confession here, true confession. It used to be that I could craft questions that no scholar could answer. And I took pride. I took pride in creating questions that were beyond challenging sometimes. Sorry, and I'll pity my parents. One example was cannibals. See, go back and look what the Bible says. The Bible said that all humans will be judged based on accepting or not Jesus Christ as their Savior. And so we are all to share that story. And we're all to share our truth. And we're all to spread the word. The Bible also said that for those who had not heard of the truth of Jesus, that they'd be judged by their hearts. So I asked, what about cannibals? I mean, imagine, in the jungle, entire civilizations who'd not only never heard of the Jesus story, but 
Their accepted common culture behavior included cannibalism. Yep, human murder, human flesh consumption. What about them? Are they automatically condemned and damned to hell for eternity, but yet they were created knowing this? Uh, come on, that makes no sense whatsoever. What kind of God would do that? What about poor little Johnny Cannibal? Was he supposed to just have to, a little tiny flutter of awareness and an inkling in his heart that urged him to throw away his entire culture, his family, his friends, and just track out into the jungle all alone because his heart said, stop, don't go around eating other human hearts. How's that going to work for a 16-year-old cannibal boy? And no one could satisfactorily answer that question. I mean, no one. I felt so damn smart figuring out that question as a 16-ish or so-year-old boy myself. And then I heard the answer. I heard the answer I needed, even though it was not the one that I was looking for when I asked. I heard a voice say to me, Jimmy, if you knew all the answers, you wouldn't need me. Very interesting character, this guy, God. He wants us to be able to function in a godly manner, according to his character, whether he or his word is available at any given time. So, this Bible that people expect so many exact, precise answers from, this Bible, B-I-B-L-E, yeah, you know what that stands for? Basic Instructions Before Leaving Earth. B-I-B-L-E. It's not a cookbook. It's not an encyclopedia. It's not Wikipedia. It's not a fully exhaustive marriage guide. It's not a, it's not a user's manual, people, for every possible question that we can come up with while living here on Earth. It's not what to do, and it doesn't have all of the what not to do's. But it's about what to do it like. It's not how to behave, but who to become and who to be like. Like, well, what would that Jesus feller do in this situation? <laughs> not what did Jesus do in this situation, because he didn't face every possible situation in his 30-plus some years here on the earth. But what would he have said or done? And what would he have us say or have us do? Now that is made in the image of God. So if there is nowhere to look around on this planet to find all the answers in this world, not even the Bible, not even your own brain, <clears throat> Jim, do not expect to find them and get upset when we don't. Hey, out there listening, if you knew all the answers, you wouldn't need God. I don't know, but I think far too many folks have mistakenly used the Bible as a cookbook sometimes. It's recipes for everything, in a marriage manual, or a financial planning book, or it's a child-rearing book. It wasn't designed for those purposes. If it had all the answers to every question that we could come up with, we would not need God. The book itself, the Bible, it would become our God. And there are faiths out there like that. And I think, I remember reading, Thou shalt have no other gods before me. No, do not create false or craven idols. Oh yeah, I remember that suggestion from the Moses, Moses, the Moses movie. You know, that Moses movie, the parting of the Red Sea thing. <laughs> I remember that suggestion. I remember that recommendation. Oh, wait a minute. That's right. It wasn't a suggestion or recommendation. It was a damn commandment. I love this quote. And I like it remembered always. I would rather have questions that cannot be answered and be given answers that cannot be questioned. Let me say that one again. 
I would rather have questions that can't be answered than be given answers that cannot be questioned. Having a question with no answer may mean that God has chosen to keep some knowledge of mystery. Remember that whole Adam and Eve thing referenced? Eating of the tree and the knowledge of good and evil? They learned information they were never, ever, ever, ever meant to know. Maybe knowing all the intricacies of the universe would be too much for our human minds. We struggle enough with sin already. Maybe God wants us to spend more time loving. Loving Him, others, loving ourselves, as opposed to trying to solve all of life's mysteries. Having questions, even questions that are as of yet, or maybe forever will be unanswered, does not mean that you should give up your faith. If we could simply find answers for everything that we ask, there would be no need for God. Ignorance, or not knowing, leads us to rely on Him and His will. Where we don't know, let us each lean on God for guidance and understanding. Sometimes God will reveal, and sometimes He won't. Either way, our faith can grow, and it doesn't need to be shaken. Your faith is something you choose to have. It's not something given to you that you're told. You're told what it means. You're told you know, what to do with it. You choose to have faith. You choose to have it, and you give it to God, the universal source. And then you share it with the world, and then they all get to see what it means. What it means to you, to them, and to God, our universal source. Especially when we don't have all the answers. It's got to be okay to not be able to genuinely answer a genuine question that we genuinely ask to learn the real, genuine answer to. It's only when we place getting the answer and insisting on it above all else, that's when we're destined for disappointment. Our most basic instinct is not to survive only if we are allotted every answer, only to be allowed to ask every question. Our necessarily basic instinct is not to answer questions, but to basically always ask. Kind of humbling, huh? Now here's a question for you. What are you going to do the next time that you, face to face, meet a cannibal or someone who once was a cannibal? Hmm? Personally? I uh, wouldn't let not having the answer to that one eat away at you. And now, more words of wisdom to wow your socks off from the Live Life Lean Guide itself. Entry, page 263. The educated differ from the uneducated as much as the living differ from the dead. Aristotle. And the guide's point of view on this? This one I take issue with. I know some whose education has enhanced their life and some whose education made them zombies on a perpetual search for one thing only. Brains! <laughs> what do you think of this? Using the Live Life Lean Guided System, what have you learned recently that's new? What have you earned that wasn't just easily handed to you? Where are you adding to the world that will live beyond you. Now reflect on all of that, respect it, be grateful for it. But before you navigate somewhere next, please like, subscribe, and share to show you care. Thank you for listening. I hope you're enjoying your copy of the Live Life Lean, L-E-A-N guide. Enjoying it almost as much as I did creating it. And if you don't have a copy yet, go on over to Ampurage.com or Amazon 
and get started today experiencing the amazing power of knowing every day is literally yours to be grateful about. And you need never feel unfulfilled again. I'm Jim Hall. And until next time, good health, God bless. And now, go get a little dirty learning something new. Earning what's not given to you. Adding to this crazy world that we share. And navigating your way to something new. And next.